0: attention welcome to the different spectrums podcast we dive into the wild world of mental health discussions get ready for profound talks a sprinkle of humor and sarcasm and a touch of colorful language just a quick heads up our show reflects our individual opinions which may not align with the standpoint of the podcast our featured guests or any related corporate entities our mission to illuminate through laughter and satire because everyone needs a good chuckle. Chill out and don't stress over the small stuff. Legal troubles? No thank you. Cancel culture? Please spare us. We'd rather keep this space lawsuit-free. So buckle up, have a good time, and join us as we navigate the vibrant realm of mental health on the Different Spectrums podcast. hey well welcome to the different spectrums podcast i'm spencer of course we have our licensed clinical therapist Nas. dr Nas.
1: i couldn't think of nothing else
0: good good yeah. i'm glad you're very prepared for the show very prepared. uh <laughs> hey, remember don't take us too seriously you know or do
1: it's up to you uh go fuck yourself yeah.
2: Okay,
0: well, a little extra there, a little extra for this one. Uh, don't forget to drop those likes for us, we'd really appreciate it. So, today we have a special guest. She is a therapist, has over 20 years in the mental health field, and you can also follow her on our Instagram page called Mental Health Funnies. We welcome Dr. Funnies to the show.
3: Hello. Yay, round
0: of applause. Round of applause. You can't hear him. <laughs>
3: No, but thank you for having me. I'm excited yeah. and scared and excited.
0: <laughs> no reason to be scared. It's all right. It's all right.
1: Every date I've ever had, same description.
3: Yeah, yeah that's, that's pretty much how I wake up on a daily basis. You don't know what's going to happen, but you, you, know, you, you take what comes.
0: There you go. There you go. <laughs> Just let our white affirming voices heal you and help you. <laughs> oh my
2: God.
3: <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> up a six-pack. <laughs> hey, I
0: keep that core. Yep. <laughs> All right. So, so today we are actually going to be talking about the great movie Blank Man, starring Damon Wayans and Jason—or not Jason. I was about to say Jason Allen Greer. What a freaking idiot um that also stars the great david alan greer um if i'm I'm assuming a lot of people have not seen this because it is one of those like just random movies that come out of nowhere um but it is hilarious and pretty much anything with a wayans in it is going to be funny so we're going to be talking about the movie but also we're going to be talking about death and grieving um tools and confidence bullying and then also we're going to be talking about neuroaffirming as well as just a hint of vaginas in there just a hint
1: oh my gosh <laughs> it might come up
0: just once or twice uh so nice nah, so anything before we get into the show
1: uh excited to talk about it i'm excited just to have some fun right you'll just be another one of the magnificent guests that we've had so it's super awesome that you've come on, right? Another individual. Um, I reached out to you after I uh, on threads after you identified something about being a brown person, black person in the space. I was like, "Yeah, oh, yeah, no, we need, we need to talk. Because I followed yes, you. It
3: was like reasons of why I, like, I love being a black therapist. Because one of my clients used the word cruddy uh, in a session. And I knew exactly.
1: <laughs> yep.
3: They were talking about like, oh, I know exactly
1: what you mean. Now we, I was like, we're gonna do this as soon as I found out you're a uh, woman caller. I'm like, yep. So let's uh, let's book a time. Let's <laughs> yes. book a time. So we're gonna get into some really funny stuff today. Um, some of them will, uh, be Doctor Funny's doing their thing and like therapizing on some really good uh things that go on in therapy in sessions. And then we're gonna do my little bit and Spencer's little bit. where kind of we do visual representations. Kind of like have some fun, laugh and giggle, but also talk about neuroaffirming practices and how people seem feel feel seen, feel visualized, feel represented. Uh let's get into it. As always, folks, right? And we got the trigger warning. You know, we're gonna we're gonna be talking some shit. So if you want, you know, a real, you know, soft spoken and you know, you you'll go you go somewhere.
0: Why did you get your Creole voice on you know, right now? If you want,
1: if if you want,
0: uh, if you want the gumbo, you go over if, here, <laughs> over here, right? If go to the left corner on the side of you know uh, Bayou Street. Remember that. Hey, all right.
1: I'm just saying, you know, if you like, unseasoned- that's extra spicy. <laughs> that's good.
0: That was a
1: good. It was good. I'm just saying, you know, our podcast is you know extra seasoning. It's a good season of. <laughs> I just feel like a lot of dudes can't be autistic in a lot of spaces on the internet where, you yeah. know, a lot of women, you know, they can be a lot of white women. They can be, um, <laughs> yeah,
0: <so. laughs> I'm autistic. You're like, ah, Here we go. Um, here we go. So Here we
1: go. <laughs> I want to always reframe and always talk about how we're here to have fun and a good time and experience other folks other the therapist, neurodivergent it's folks, me. this is a place to have fun and enjoy ourselves. So we're going to do that. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to season this pig. Whoop whoop.
0: whoop, whoop. Can't, can't even say whoop, whoop trying to. I just laugh. got
1: done talking to a client and I was like, you know, the stereotype, you know. She's like, what stereotype? I'm like, you know you white people don't season no food. And she said, Well, it's just not healthy. I said, Well, we get to live and taste our food. We die sooner, but it's a good life. healthy. <laughs> So said, That's an extra season? Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I said, girl, you eat that plain ass chicken, you're gonna end up choking and dying on that chicken now.
0: I, wow, I'm hundred and five and I've never tasted seasoning. Good for you. That's how they do it. Yeah. Well, That's how they do it. Get that shit out of here. Alright,
1: let's start the show.
0: <laughs> hey everyone. Have you been looking for something to help you when you feel extra fidgety? How about when you have a sensory overload? Well. I'm here to introduce you to the Ono Fidget Roller. It helps me regulate and also feel at ease. The Ono Roller comes in five different materials, including plastic, aluminum, steel, titanium, and silicone. You can use our code DSP10 to get 10% off your order when you visit onoroller.com and get your roll on
3: together and they still pitched in people know a good cause when they see one Nobody moves. give me your young money now
4: that's it that's it hand it over they're checks hand it over you ought to think about showering if you want to remain anonymous good evening Michael Manelli sends his regards. <laughs> when your burdens seem to weigh you down All oh, the
3: roads seem too far to carry on Just look to me
4: you will find your help coming from now, the Lord. Hold on. In a you
2: feel you can't go on. You don't have to moan. Let your soul cry out to uh, the Lord.
4: Daryl, talk. You haven't said a word all night. to our neighborhood. They're gambling right out in the open. They're storing loads, man, they over here. Kevin, look at the car. They have no respect for the law anymore. Gee whiz, they're selling drugs right across the street from our house. Daryl, it's a crap house. That's what they do, sell crap. Well, then they shouldn't be doing that. Daryl, hey, that's a crap house. Come here, Daryl. You can't walk in those no crack house, man. Those people are animals. They would sell their own babies for a hit. Well, that's why somebody needs to close that place down. Yeah, well, I got news for you, Urkel. You don't need a permit to open up a crack house. You close that one down, another one will open up right next door. You can't walk around like some vigilante. Why not? Batman did it. Batman? Daryl, that was fantasy. He had everything. You live in reality. You got nothing. You're no Batman. Maybe I ought to be. Bring your no goofy ass on! Ah! 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 Someone should help that lady. Ah! Uh! Give up? Or you want me to get rough with you? Listen, you little creep. You got three seconds to get the hell out of here. One, two, three. Go ahead and shoot. Listen, look what you made me do now. I had to kill a guy in this goddamn alley. Give me my money. <laughs> Wanna try it again, pal? How are you? Why don't you shoot him in the head? Yeah! Shoot him in the head! That's right. i gonna shoot him in the head. Uh oh. Come on! Don't call me by my real name. You're blowing my secret identity. Nobody knows who you are. Come on, let's go, loony man. Leave you wearing that stupid costume. I almost had him, Kevin. You like what I did? Yeah. I yeah, please. That's what I was gonna do. I was gonna try to write yeah, this. Right. Just come on. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Chuck. <shut up. laughs> You got to hear this. (laughs) Tell him who you come to see. (laughs) I want to speak to the commissioner. (laughs) (laughs) Tell him why. Tell him why. (laughs) Uh, I'm a crime fighter. and I had a run-in with some punks last night, and I'm trying to get the cooperation of the priests as I take these street punks down. Wait a minute, I don't see what's so funny. What about your name? Tell him your name. Okay, I don't have one yet, but I'm leaning towards Brother Man. <laughs> Is someone behind me? What's the joke? I got a name for you. How about Shithead Man? <laughs> I want to see the commissioner. I'll come get him! Oh, the commissioner! He's busy! It's not a joke! And I'm not leaving here, Garth Darnett, until I see the commissioner! The judge said he can go as long as you take him to a shrink. Slot off. Bye guys, and remember what I said. Life of crime is a waste of what? Hey, home. Really think i reached a conclusion? Okay, okay Daryl, what is this? That's an aerial view of the Fiji Islands. Okay, and this? A decorative Incan burial mask. And these? Hmm, that's a tough one. Uh. Um, I'm gonna pass. Sure you wanna pass? Okay. The South American twitsu butterfly. I gotta tell you, Kevin, not only, look at this, not only is your brother normal, he's, he's actually rather brilliant. The only problem I see is that he's, you know, a geek. Uh, no, uh-uh, no, 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 no. Now nah, he's got problems. <laughs> he thinks he's a, a superhero. Tell him how you're a superhero. I'm not a superhero, silly Billy. All right, you're just gonna chump me, right? Daryl, tell him how you fight crime. Kevin, I'm an ordinary citizen. The police fight crimes. What's gotten into you lately? He is a superhero see because last night when we were fighting crime he gets shot pow bullets bounce right off of him see because he invented this uh jacket make the bullets bounce right off right i can't get any sleep lately because of him right plus there's this female at my workplace she thinks i'm not right because she caught me in the xerox room talking to my nuts you were talking to your testicles no, no 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 i was talking to daryl my little brother but it was through my belt buckle you were talking to your brother daryl's testicles uh, no 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 tell me about your mother kevin Yo, man, you say one more thing about my mama, I will jump, snap, mule, kick you right in the side of your head! There's a lot of anger here. Is there this much anger around the house? Dr. Norris, it's like living with a swollen Gary Coleman. (laughs) This is my calling. I have to make the world a safer place for my children. Your children? You got to be with the woman first! You got to knock some boots, man! You a virgin! no i'm a gentleman now, this is obviously something that that you got to do in order to work through grandma's death now if that's what you got to do fine but we will do this together but we're gonna do it my way okay karate man What? It's your grandfather name no, uh-uh no i don't uh-uh. don't call me that where's the baby he's bringing him up he delivered him You saved me. Bravo. You're a hero. Gone blank man. Oh, blank
3: man. Were you a true hero, blank
4: man?
0: Blank man. Hey everyone, I'm here to talk about our new collaborator, Toink Toys. They have a wide selection of, you guessed it, toys. And other great collectibles. They have products from Marvel, Star Wars, Harry Potter, and everything pop culture. You could say they put the toy in Toink. So go check them out at Toink.com and use our code Different Spectrums Podcast to get 10% off your entire order today.
1: And hey, we're back again. We're back. It went live. This is live as the gingivitis that I got going on in my mouth right now. My shit hurt. Yes,
3: he's Shit hurt. Mysterine.
1: I need some. I need some bleach.
0: You also have insurance. So why don't you go to a dentist, you ass?
1: Well, yeah, it probably help if I brush my teeth.
0: Oh my god! It just gets worse.
2: <laughs> <laughs> wow.
0: <laughs> All right, so. <laughs> Today we're talking about Blank Man, but before we get into that, we obviously have a guest here. Um, it's funny we're doing Blank Man with somebody with a blank <laughs> screen. So <laughs> parallels. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, like I said, we have a guest, Doctor Funnies. Welcome to the show. Um, can you give us a just a brief overview of who who are you? And what what have you done? You have a lot of followers on your Instagram, over 65,000, I think I saw. Um, Yep. Wow. Lots of followers. So, you know, how did you come to be Dr. Funnies?
3: Yes. Well, first of all, shout out to the followers, because sometimes I don't even know, most times, I don't even know how this is happening. You know what I mean? I think people... I get messages all the time of them like kind of resonating with the means or you know the the jokes and just understanding the life of both sides of what it's like to be a client and a therapist. And so, uh, as you mentioned, I've been in the field for over twenty years. I've worked in many different uh, arenas from hospitals, veterans, addictions, uh, children, families. And currently, I work mainly with adults. Youngest client is 15. Oldest is 65 right now. Um, Plethora of diagnoses, you know, uh, and pretty much approach is really client-centered. So I really deal with my relationship with the clients. And so Dr. Funnies came to be because pandemic, you know pandemic happened and like i said i've been in this field a long time so i've always done therapy face to face so when pandemic came and we had to be virtual it felt very isolating um you know normally you're in the office you have something happen with the client you can talk to your uh, co-worker and be like hey this is what happened you know you kind of talk and i kind of like the water cooler talk and so when that was not able to be anymore, you know, I I decided like, okay, well, maybe I can, it started off positive. Maybe I can start like this, you know, mental health page. Because also when I'm on Instagram, I noticed my timeline was making me feel a certain way, like either anxious or down. And I didn't, I didn't like that. And so something told me like, okay, well, I'm really into mental health let me see what's on this side and so there were a couple accounts that i i found that i started following um and so <clears throat> psychotherapy means was one of them uh she's kind of like my, my 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 friend now um her name is nicole i call her obi-wan Nicole that's what i call her <laughs> because when i was starting off with the memes i didn't know i didn't want to offend people you know what i mean i knew i wanted to make people laugh and so mental health funnies came to be because I wanted to provide funnies for your mental. You know what I mean? That's why the logo is the way that it is. And shout out to my husband, by the way, because he hand drew the logo. So if you look at it, yes, that's his drawing on a computer. Yes, exactly. I was like, I need a logo. <laughs> Please help me.
1: We keep it keep it in the family. Uh, we keep it in the family right.
3: here exactly you know sometimes he he's not a therapist he's more of a musician and an artist so sometimes I'll bounce a lot of times I'll bounce some of the meme ideas off of him or he'll come up with one and and be like well why don't you think of something for this so definitely you know keep it in the family and so it just I did a meme contest with counseling memes which is another page who's become a friend of mine right and i think i got like runner up yeah first time runner up we actually need to talk we should do that again um and it gained i gained like a bunch of followers from that and then i started doing like podcast interviews i just started like reaching out to people um and like sharing their stuff commenting on their stuff and they started doing the same with me, and then sixty five thousand followers later, here here we are, <laughs> and I'm very much grateful for it.
1: So what we call glow up, Spence. Right. You, know, yeah. you know, I haven't had blow one up, yet. Blow up, blow all up. of it. Blow up, blow <laughs> up.
0: <laughs>
1: you. know, me it's being so- me being Arab, only blow up sweet got is you know. I'm just gonna. Start oh
0: my god. god. We we. Oh. You know.
1: My god. You know. We also have a lot of heart attacks in the family. So. <laughs> oh my God. Why are you bringing this up? <laughs> Google. Google my family.
3: <laughs> oh, man. Sorry. Yeah.
1: That's sorry. Are you? No.
0: I don't think so. Uh, <laughs> either. Anyway. Anywho. Uh, back to the interview. Uh, yeah. So, right now, you are all about anonymity right you want to keep anonymous to your identity and stuff like that how did that come up and why
3: why it's a good question i just i don't know some of the memes are a little a little spicy you know when it comes to uh clients and so at the same time you know i didn't i didn't want that to kind of be the. Like, if anybody found me and, yep. then like, was in my sessions, I didn't want that to be the focus. And then on top of that, it's just become really fun <laughs> over the past couple of years because I can just kind of – people don't know who the hell I am. Yep. I, I did a little um, thing on my story where it was, like, like, get to know your memer, right? Um, and so I had, like, a little quiz and people could pick what they thought they knew about me. And either way, you know, you would get to know even if you got the answer wrong. And so I had a, a question on there of if you thought I was a white male, a, a white female, a black female, or black male. Majority people thought I was a white male. Yep. <laughs> I don't know. Yep. <laughs> Most people think I'm a white guy, which is which is interesting. Uh, yeah. And you, I.
1: You give off white man energy. <laughs>
3: I asked my husband. I'm like, "What is it?" He was like, "No, it's just the caliber of memes that you're using. Like, you can't really pinpoint. It's very pop culture." Then I got some old school from the '80s stuff. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's funny to me. I'm like, "Okay."
0: <laughs> yes, we're going to have an IPA meme here. It's coming up. <laughs> yes, yes, after February. <laughs> after.
3: Oh my! God. Not during.
0: Not during. <laughs> Not during. <laughs> right.
3: Oh my gosh! Yeah. So it's. I don't know, maybe maybe sooner or later, who knows? Maybe I will come out of my anonymity. I can never say that word right, but I think I did' <laughs> and we'll, maybe I will show my face and uh we'll we'll see how how that goes
1: loses That's ten thousand followers instantly. I don't right. want I this
0: <laughs> uh, <mm-mm>, no, <laughs> another one of them. <laughs> what do you mean you ah, they tricked me? God <laughs> damn it, they tricked me again. You yeah. people
1: right. should have built that wall.
3: Yeah. yeah. <sighs> yeah. out. Or even like some of my I, I always wonder, I'm waiting for the day. Cause sometimes my clients do send me like memes or TikToks. So I'm yep. waiting for the day that one right. of them send me my
1: own meme. Oh yeah. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> When when other followers send me memes, reels, videos of like other therapist page, like I love it. And also I'm like, oh, you better be sending my shit too, motherfucker.
0: Where's our shit? We got some reels. I got, I got some TikTok. I got some
1: good shit on not now. I'm like, exactly,
3: exactly. Yep. I, I sometimes I want to say it so bad. I I think I've told one client that I run a meme account. I've never told them the name what? or anything.
1: Good. Yeah. Right.
3: Yeah, Right. I've I've said just to get them to know like there's stuff out here that you can and follow to help with your mental health, you know what yep. I mean? Um, depending on what your humor is like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know.
0: Yeah. And I guess kind of going off of that also is just do you use humor while you're actually, you know, with a client or anything like that?
3: You've seen my page, right? So, <laughs> well, you know, you know,
0: since it's anonymous, I I'm thinking like yeah, maybe right. you're just like oh, I mean yes, serious here, yeah. jokes here. Well, right. you know,
1: we just got to make sure it's not yeah. white dick energy over here now.
3: <laughs> De- def- definitely not. <laughs> no, not that.
1: What do you like? Uh, what do you yeah. like in therapy? Like good, great question, Spencer.
3: Oh, God. I am. Uh, I would call myself def- definitely kind of a chameleon, you know, because uh, not everybody you can use humor with. And luckily, like, just like you got a spectrum here, my humor has a spectrum as well. It goes from really mm-hmm. light and funny to like, ooh, girl, what? <laughs> Why did you say that? <laughs> yeah yeah i'm I'm saving those those memes for maybe like a, a different type of page we'll see but yeah, yeah so it's very lighthearted. hearted you'll laugh you'll cry you know you'll talk about your parents you know what i mean you'll talk yeah. about what you have for lunch i mean yep. so, we we talk about it all
1: yeah like you never know sometimes we're talking about dates relationships and then sometimes we're talking about you know uh, we murdered them, and now we're eating them for lunch. I
3: was just waiting for it. <laughs> it
0: I, just... Yeah, I knew it was coming. Just the pause, I was like, "It's coming." There it is. Ah, cannibalism. Nice. <laughs> right. It
3: was like the brain. The wheels are turning. I
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you can always tell when he's about to say. You know, we talking. I'm like, oh, fuck, Because <laughs> then he starts it off some some good things, and then he's just like,
1: so you know, was the case that they gave me. Uh so. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Dr. Funnies. So obviously yeah. I, I texted you. I thought we would relate and be like a good pairing for our show, right? And you know, work can me and Spence get kind of out there with some things. And we can go outlandish with some things and be like very vulgar. Most of the time, though, it's like pretty good. We're given a lot of good mental health, right? But you gotta weed through some of the shit. I get that. So for you though, since we do have somewhat of the same humor, personality, maybe even style, I would assume style in therapy where we can get mm-hmm. to the trauma, we can get to the tears, we can provide the empathy, support, kindness, right? I mean, I will cry in session with some mm-hmm. clients. I just did it the other day with another person uh, with the same identity mm-hmm. Mexican as myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot of people may see us and they, you know, they get confused. Uh, mm-hmm. They they don't think that maybe for me, you know, they think that I'm, you know, super funny and that I can't do the real work. And then my mm-hmm. clients are like, holy shit, no, this is good. They'll see me at presentations or big panels and they're like, hold, this brain is nuts. Um, So I wondered what that's like for you to hold the duality of being a professional, being a black person, being a black woman, being a mom, but also Mm -hmm. being funny and humorous and sarcastic. Right. How do you hold Mm -hmm. that? How do you code switch that? Right. So that's what Spencer was asking. I just want to go further into that. I find it very difficult and I find a lot of like uh, shame around my counterparts.
3: Mm Mm. Uh, I hear you. Um, <clears throat> well, one, I think I've been funny my whole life, honestly. <laughs> I, I, I was just talking about when a good friend of mine, she used to call me up when we were in middle school. We're still friends to this day, over 30 years. Uh, and she used to call me up in middle school like, say something funny. I'm like, it doesn't, it doesn't work like that. I just, I'm just on. I'm really in the moment with people. And I've wanted to do this job for as long as I can remember. You know what I mean? Like I've had people in my family who suffered, you know, from mental illness. I've watched movies by probably shouldn't at a young age, *Sybil*, if you know that movie, uh, with the, you know, multiple multiple personality disorders, which is now, of course, dissociative identity uh, disorder. And so, it just, it just kind of comes natural with the territory of really wanting to help people. And I've had clients as of recently since I started. <clears throat> working right before the pandemic in this type of role that I've had now since I started you know my very first client that I saw um when I started doing virtual there well it was back in November of 2019 um we started together we've been together ever since and I have maybe like 15 to 20 clients where we've been together at least three or four years now that's awesome and they've told me like look I don't care where you go <laughs> I'm following you and I that happened I literally just switched practices back in this past October and that 15 to 20 clients they've all come with me you know and I think they appreciate my uh, me being authentic I think that's what you're talking about is like being okay knowing like I'm not the therapist for everybody Okay, <laughs> like if if I'm with you, if if you enjoy, you know what uh, we're talking about or how my style is, because I'm not super directive all the time. It, like I said, I'm kind of a chameleon. So what what you need? What do what do you need? Do you need direction? Do you need some worksheets? Do you need uh, me to just listen and try to validate your feelings? Mm-hmm. Like, and that's that's the same client each session. It could be different on what they need. Yep. You know, and I I find myself being flexible with that. And as far as the humor goes, like coming through grad school, of course, I I learned the whole, you know, tabula rasa. You're supposed to be like a blank slate and you're not supposed to um, be very reactive. And I'm like, man, that's not for me. You know, I I think, yeah, I, I, I just couldn't. I couldn't be I needed to be myself. And the more I was myself in sessions, I saw the more people kind of resonated with that and being myself in session is really like putting on that therapist's hat and turning it up a notch. You know what I mean? Like my brain kind of thinks like that anyway, mm-hmm. giving empathy to people, understanding people's backgrounds, why people do the things they do. For the most part <laughs> you know, don't catch me on a bad day. But for the most part, you know what I mean? Um but in sessions, right, it's really it's really turned up. Um and again, it's for each each client, depending on who you are, what session you need. Like, do you really need me to focus and pin in on you and really turn up the analyzation? Okay. Okay. Well, I can, I can pull it back for some, because they do it themselves. Those are the best sessions when the clients talk around and they come to their own conclusion, (laughs) Yes, because I didn't have to say anything. And that's kind of the point, you know, you have this person here that will validate you and you can say whatever you want to freely. And you hear it out loud, and you're like, That don't make no sense. <laughs> why do I think like that? And I'm like, Yeah, why do you think like that? Who told you, you to think like that?
1: Because you're crazy, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> wow. No, it's, it's fine because they got. Some type of trauma. They've heard it somewhere, right? They've been insecure, beaten by the world. Yeah, no one's just crazy. Like they're made crazy. We are stripped of that's our humanity. Crazy. I know.
0: That was such a pops. Oh my god, he said just like pops. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah,
1: man. Um. Oh my gosh. No, that's wonderful, and I, I identify with literally all of that. One hundred percent. You know, what yeah. do you need in the moment, right? I had a client the other day, and. We're talking. Or no, they're talking. So I'm letting them go, letting them go. But we got some shit to get to because there was these things that we went over about relationships and partners and family members. and But they wanted to go in these places and not feeling good in, in higher education, super white, and not being a brown woman. And so we let them go on that. I know that we have some stuff to get to. End of the day, I said, fuck, it, I'm going to give this kid extra time. I don't care because right. I don't get to see a lot of brown students. I want to make sure that I gave this brown student of no space. There's not a lot of brown therapists. So eventually yeah. they kept going in a circle. I said, kid, you think too damn much and you're talking in circles. They said, what? I said, you do this. You just loop and you intellectualize and then you'll make a point to yourself and then you devalue it and then you'll stop it and you're, oh, this is too much. Right. So I had to redirect in the moment and then we had to talk about feelings and sitting on it and I, in it, not on it. You know, I sit on it too now. <laughs> oh
2: Jesus. Please don't.
1: <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> um, <laughs> But the fun thing was, is I said, why are you so guarded in my office? Mm. I can tell that you're guarded and you're holding back certain things. I get it when you're in politically in these classes, big time student, big time departments. Like even with me, like you're like holding back. Mm. like, I'm just scared. I'm going to say something inappropriate. I said, what the fuck are you going to say inappropriate in here? I'm like the one person you can talk to. Uh, So I I found it interesting because that's what I took away. It made me think of this human. I just got done working with just say it. Get a vow of all the anxiety yeah. and pressure and stigma. Just say it.
3: Yeah. But yep. well, they, you know, nobody really lets them do that. So
1: Nope. So it's so awesome. Know
3: it and,
1: it's yeah. awesome that you're providing the space for them to do that over the last three years.
3: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's been a journey and, you know, uh, that's the thing also about long-term therapy is that, you can see the progress for real. So when your client is like, man, I'm never going to da 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 and you're like, well, remember back in 2021 when you thought you were never going to get that job? And look at you now. You've been working for a year, and you're like, dang. Yeah, that's right. Like, exactly. You made it through. You're going to make it through again. So come yeah. on.
1: You know, I, <laughs> I met you, and you was dressing like a chicken. <laughs> and,
3: and now you got a job. For and fun or for work?
1: You know, <laughs> for pleasure. <laughs>
2: oh. <laughs> Pleasure,
1: of course.
2: <laughs>
0: why
1: not? I'm, I'm not hating on furries. I'm just, I'm just making a
0: small yes, show you are. Right. No, no I'm furry. No furry. Or are they? Furries are gonna be coming after us. I, I would dare them come after me in their fucking suits. Come here, <laughs> please <laughs> don't. Furries
1: no, they did, Yeah, I got a lot of clients that are furries. Calm so down. Okay. Um. <laughs> uh that's one of the reasons why I hate higher ed, man, is because I never get to see the progress. I could see like mm-hmm. little doses of it, but long term clients that I've had since I started on BetterHelp because yeah. I wanted to see if, if I wanted to work with older adults because I've only worked with college students. My mm-hmm. God, I've had them for three years now, like five of them. Yeah. And it's magnificent. Exactly. Uh, yeah. And it would be more, but some of them are like, I want to cut the cord and see if I can do it on your own. I'm like, kid, you could have been done this on your own. <laughs>
3: exactly. Like, you're good. Yeah. Uh, I'd be trying to cut the cord. They'd be like, nah. I'm like, can you, sure? <laughs> Why are you coming? store you
1: don't want to no I, we got more to work on okay hey as they long have long more to work can, on or just a more? place to process
3: yeah, you know, some,
1: yeah. sometimes i'm gonna do i'm gonna say this and then we're gonna move on uh, to the show <laughs> i recently had a client who said you know i just love talking to you and even if i had a great day i can just say that it was a great day i don't have to yeah. worry about showing up damaged in your office and then you're gonna kick me out and like you know and i was like I was about to kick you out. <laughs> uh, I was like, "Oh, you want to try group Look therapy?" You it. Uh, uh, because I was like, "Kid, you're stable, so group support—you can talk, process some things, work on social anxiety." But it's interesting. A lot of clients are are scared that if they're not damaged enough, then there's nothing to talk about. There's always something to talk about and process. Oh yeah. And if you got the money or insurance or a health savings account then do it a place to process is awesome. Like the client I was just talking about a second ago, probably should have a therapist for many years and just meet every couple of weeks and just process because you need extra processing.
3: Yeah. You need it. There's nothing exactly. wrong with it. Definitely. I, I totally agree with that. And I've seen that, uh, you know what I mean? Because like you, I worked with kids and families and some of them I got to work with for a long time for about like eight years. So I oh, saw wow. them like grow up you know and now we don't really have contact, so i have no idea what's happened with them but i understood then you know especially been working with adults what it really looks like for that really long-term therapy for them on that side um to keep coming and having a, that place to process and talk about things you know some of my clients that i've had for long term if we have to skip like a couple of weeks like we both noticed <laughs> <Like>, yeah. <laughs> we both notice that uh, you you need a. It's almost like a tune up, like yo, know, cause you you had it down, you were thinking great. Now something happened, and now it's got twisted. It. So let's yep. let's re repair uh, what's happened here.
1: You got to do it, you know. You know. Yeah. You know. You didn't. You didn't bury any animals for a couple of weeks, and then yeah, you know, you, le- you left me, and now and and, and look what you did.
0: <laughs> you left them out in the open instead of burying them look yeah, at you know. you're ready to come out as know. a serial killer yep.
1: uh, okay <laughs> let's get into the show
0: hey, one question Go i gotta ask though um so and uh, as you can also answer this as well um so you're in an industry where you are you look different than a lot of the rest of the therapists but then you also act differently right so Do you think like that has detracted from like your career kind of being out there, being different, not only just because of what you look like, but also by how you act as well? You're not this, you know, robot person. You're actually, you know, getting them to actually, you're getting your clients to actually uh, relate to you personally. Mm in ways do you think that's detracted you from where you could be or is do you think like no like this has actually helped me progress even in my more career in my career yeah. right
3: i think it's like a, it's definitely a mixed i would say you know i say a mix because coming through grad school and going through like internships and, and supervisions it was, it was tough um yeah it was a lot of prejudice, a lot of, uh, I, I was stereotyped a lot. Um, mm-hmm. a, yes, I may, yes, I am a Black woman, um, who actually grew up in the suburbs, you know, in a, in a two-parent household, uh, mm-hmm. and I have siblings, you know, and so <laughs> if you have a stereotype of Black women, then you might not think that's where I came from, you know, mm-hmm. and I remember just, times feeling like, was I cut out for this? Um, you know, I had a really horrible situation. I talked about it on another podcast, um, Am I a Bad Therapist podcast, um, mm-hmm. where I actually ended up set back in my schooling for like almost, like almost two years um, because I was discriminated against and it didn't turn out the way that I would hope it would have. Um, and so that really deter I almost didn't keep going. I really didn't if it wasn't for like my family knowing that that was my passion to keep going um and so when i look back at those moments you know i'm also like oh that's that's why that happened because i was a little too too naive a little too soft um you know we're in a a human services profession so you think that the people that you work with would treat you like a human and sometimes no, that's that's not the case. And so you have to basically like lift the veil with that. That's what I had to do. Um advocate for myself because that's not something that I felt comfortable doing. Um, and so now where I am, the position that I'm in that I'm in right now, um, I feel good about it. I say that because I'm studying to take this daggone licensing exam. And if I'm being honest, I just failed it for a second time. happens a couple, right. a couple weeks ago. um, so i'm I'm back in the saddle with it and and really uh, trying to get it because I know there's not a lot of black and brown uh, license what I would be is a licensed clinical psychologist. Um, and so I know that is a position that if I held, I could really do good things in. And honestly, uh, with the meme page as well, like that's why there's a portion of me like, well, maybe eventually I'll come out because I don't know a lot like me that are doing uh, what I'm doing. And I want to do things with that. I want to write a book. I, I love writing. Um, I want to do a podcast uh, as well. There's, there's things I want to do. So I feel excited about the possibilities of, of where I can go now in my career, even with that those situations um happening before i know i had to grow from them i hope that answered the question it, oh yeah totally yeah i'm yeah.
0: just gonna and honestly uh, best go of luck actually getting your Thank license you, as well yes Thank yeah, you very much. definitely need more licensed therapists yes
1: Yep. Yep. yep, yep. i agree with everything that spence said i agree with everything that dr funny said just a tough thing uh, mm-hmm. uh you know the code switching uh, the mm-hmm. People looking down on you, saying certain things, and then me being a big boy and having to overfeminize myself to make sure that other white folks are comfortable. Mm-hmm. Uh, but being able to unmask with all my clients that are sometimes scared of me at first, and then they're like, I never want to leave you. Um, mm-hmm. it, 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 it's tough. Uh, but yeah. to be a brown therapist with another brown student in front of you, magnificent. To be a brown mm-hmm. therapist with white students in front of you, international students in front of you, magnificent. Because now you're changing the whole narrative for me. What is men? What is masculinity? What is, what are Mexicans? What are Arabs, right? What is it to be biracial? What is it to be highly educated? What is it to still lift a ton of weights and also be able to cry in session with someone? And so I get to mm-hmm. change all these different things. And so as do you and many other therapists of color, uh, mm-hmm. it's a wonderful privilege, but it's a fuck ton of a burden. As mm-hmm. some folks know, Spencer knows, right. I was almost kicked out of my graduate program, been kicked out of many internships, mm-hmm. uh, I was kicked out of many schools when I was in undergrad or uh, in like middle school. Undergrad, I was kicked out of school for violence. You know, I've had a lot. It took me a long time to get the degrees I got, way longer than everybody else. But now Mm -hmm. I'm here, and I'm saving lives, and it's fucking awesome.
3: (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Exactly. Wow, what a hell of a story. Oh, it's intense. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, we share we share a lot of things that i see yeah
1: yeah hopefully none of yours were like violent ones though. you know because you know
3: right.
1: <laughs> i almost legit buried a couple people so I was, you
3: know it was no.
0: you know. i got the shows
1: yeah no. yeah it was uh and i always make fun of that uh you know because a lot of people a lot of people of color were angry don't even know why yeah, And then I didn't, yeah. I like to protect people. And when you say certain slurs and you keep pushing the buttons or when you hold guns at family members, you know, I'm going to attack. So, uh, but that's the old school me and none of my family have ever been in that position. I'll never be in that position again. And I've never touched anyone since because uh, mm-hmm. I know my limits and boundaries. I actually had a dream the other day that someone was like, no, Nas. And I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> But that's a good segue into Blank Man, where he decides (laughs) to become the superhero. I gave it up, you know. They shoot
4: motherfuckers, (laughs) and that's a good segue. Good, good segue.
0: And then autism. All right, so all right, Blank Man black batman let's just let's put that out there black batman Batman. yeah black (laughs) batman (laughs) essentially really smart guy only difference is he didn't have money so he had to be even more creative with his gadgets and stuff like that which you could say even better than batman because batman had had every possibility in the world to do anything he wanted
1: so blank man is actually more powerful than batman (laughs)
0: yeah essentially so yeah
1: black people always doing it better
0: yeah (laughs) hey did batman create like this weird potion to make you bulletproof i don't think so
1: he deliver any babies
0: no he didn't no he didn't he's too busy to deliver babies especially (laughs) black babies fuck out of here
1: he's too busy making them (laughs) where where
0: (laughs) (laughs) i have time for this yes Uh, another bank robbery Uh, i have time for this let's let's get this done lady
4: oh my god uh Uh,
0: but yeah so uh black man follows daryl and kevin both brothers who grow up Mm -hmm. with their grandmother um and i think they grew up in chicago because the cop had a chicago flag on his thing they never really say where they're from but i think Mm -hmm. it's chicago um and so i thought it was detroit because r5 has a detroit hat on so i thought it was detroit i was like ah another great (laughs) showing of detroit (laughs) damn you robocop (laughs) (laughs) um but uh follows both of them and um their grandmother dies um, because she stood up to like this mobster um, who was trying to threaten the new mayor or mayor want to be, I guess. Yeah. Um, and so she dies. And then now um, Daryl and Kevin are kind of uh, well, Daryl mostly wants to uh, become a crime fighter, a vigilante, because they used to watch Batman, the old school Batman, Adam West. Um, which I think right now we talk about, we want to talk about death and grieving. And I think that for every, super, even in this movie, they know that superheroes always have death and grieving. And that's what pushes them to be even more part of, you know, trying to save their community, Um I like this version of it because they're actually trying to save a community altogether themselves while Batman, you know, he has to save cities or he's just beating up people. But for this one, they're actually trying to help communities out doing like the little things. Um, and they're not getting paid for it except for in appliances so that blank man can make even more gadgets. Yes. So, yeah. (laughs) All right. So, um, when we talk about death and grieving, the first scene obviously is the uh, funeral, um, the funeral scene for their grandmother. And Darren's just he's he's sobbing. He's, he's sobbing. He's hurting. Yeah. 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 He's even like like Kevin slips him like a little thing to wipe his nose, and he's just like <laughs> he just starts eating his snot and then hands it right back to him. <laughs> um uh, So what made, what made you want to do this scene, Dr. Funnies?
3: Um, Well, it's just, it seems, you know, we talk about death and grieving, mainly grieving, uh, how everybody deals with death and grieving um, individually, Uh, not one in the same. So you see, like you say, like Daryl's snatting up and crying and Kevin, you know, he lost his grandmother too. He's just... You know, like, he's okay. Not that he's okay, but he's not showing emotion like that. You know what I mean? So I do wonder, like, does he feel like he can't show that emotion because he has to be strong, he has to be there for Daryl. Now he knows he, he's the one that has to take over. And then what would that do to him if he can't express that emotion? You know what I mean? Uh, you got to, like, push it down because you can't, uh, you don't have time uh, to do that. You gotta You got to move on to the next thing. Um, And then I was looking up, okay, Freud is not my guy. Okay, I'm just put that out there. He's not my guy. But some of the stuff he talks about, I can see where he got it from. Uh, So like defense mechanisms, right? Um, So one of them that I was looking at, because it made me think when I was watching the show back, it made me think about this particular defense mechanism, which is sublimation. And so that's when you take in unacceptable impulse, and you turn it into a a socially more admirable endeavor, right? So the impulse that he's feeling of, you know, the fact that his mom his his has passed, and, you know, he's feeling like the neighborhood is just going to to death and destruction. You know, what am I going to do? I'm going to, I'm going to do something about it. I'm going to now become a crime fighter and, and, and stop all of this. And you see the first instance where he does that is um, on the train, right? He's on the train with the older lady. Um, and she's getting her purse robbed. And he's looking around. And he's like, nobody's doing anything. And right then, he decides to get up and risk his life, you know, to take care of her. Um, yeah, I always thought that scene was funny because she was like, the "Rest of y'all, like shit." Oh, <laughs> you bitches. right, right. You know, but that's that's why I chose that scene mainly because of like. Um, you know, I, I have clients, of course, that deal with um, death and grieving, whether it be someone in their family has passed away or someone in their family is on the the verge of passing away, like either they have a terminal illness or, you know, um, Alzheimer's or something like that, um, or they themselves are just obsessed with the thought of death and being scared to die um, or just having like ruminating thoughts about it. Um, So we work on those things in sessions as best as we can, you know, when we talk about death here, you know, it's not always in a positive light you know what i mean when we look at movies and stuff like that it's always violence and everybody's always scared in other places you know they talk about death a little bit more joyously uh almost right of passage you know um so sometimes that's what we try to to focus on and managing the anxieties that that come with that
1: yep i like that uh it shows both of them being so different at the funeral, um, and depending on certain reasons, upbringing, trauma, right? Being the older brother, being like familyless now, different. Re- I think that there's always both of those sides though in every one of us, whether you get to show it or not. That deeply emotional booger snot and everywhere, like that's there. It might not happen right then and there. It might happen later. It might mm-hmm. happen in a different form or fashion. You might become obsessive about one thing or, or another you really never know how grief is going to hurt or how hurting is going to change or how it's going to manifest.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Right. I've seen it where folks try to control for everything after that. I've seen it where they've gotten deeper and closer and more loving with their friends, family, and partners, more mindful. I've seen it where people reserve and they push others away because they don't want to get hurt again. Uh, You know, me and myself, you know, you go into my mom's funeral. I, you know, it's weird. I actually was more choked up and emotional at my brother's funeral uh, than my mother's funeral. The mother's, it was just kind of dissociated. It's kind of weird. Uh, and then you end up crying later on. You drive in the car or, or smell someone with her perfume on, mm-hmm. you know, or are you wondering, you know, how cool it would have been for her to see all the accomplishments I've had now. And you cry in the car, always mm-hmm. in the car um, mm-hmm. for me. Uh, so you just really never know how grief's going to hit you. Uh mm-hmm. As I tell my clients, uh, my ADHD ones, I say, one day, I said, one day you will have a random eulogy made out for your parents that are still alive. <laughs> and you're just going to think about the eulogy and what you're going to say, at them, and you're going to fucking sob.
3: <laughs> exactly.
1: Spence doesn't know this story. I actually had that exact moment when we were all in Las Vegas, me, Pop, Spencer, my brother, and my best friend, all in one hotel in Vegas. And I just randomly was like, one day my dad's going to. Yeah, it was way old when we were in Vegas. Or We've never been to Vegas. It was Atlantic City.
0: <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Atlantic I've City. never been to Vegas. It's, what happened? it's the
1: white transversion.
0: Hey, this is <laughs> the hangover part four.
1: No, this is the, this is the hangover <laughs> with homeless people. Sorry. Unhoused. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. So we was in Atlantic City and I remember thinking right. about how awesome that trip was and how this is probably my father's last trip and so I remember mm-hmm. I just woke up, and I was just thinking about us and how fun it was, and then next thing you know, I was like, these motherfuckers going to die one day. Whole you, I'm like dry heaving, sobbing. I'm like, if these motherfuckers wake up, I'm screwed.
0: Oh, yeah. I was sleep on the floor. I had no idea what was happening. Yeah. That right. fucking room, it smelled like mildew.
1: Oh, it was horrible. <laughs> fucking Atlantic oh, City. Atlantic Apparently, City.
0: Apparently, mesophilenoma. <laughs> or whatever the fuck it's <laughs> called.
1: Mesophyllonoma. <It's a> <laughs>
3: Not mesothelioma. Well, no. Not mesothelioma. Pilioma. There it is. Hey. Not mesothelioma. <laughs> not mesothelioma. Now, <laughs> you're, you're right about like, you never know when it's going to hit you. I don't know if you've seen that um, analogy. It's like a painting of, a, it's like a grief box, basically. And it's got a little button in it that has pain on it. And so inside this big box is this huge ball. So when the death first happens, that button of pain is getting pushed all the time. But as time goes on, the ball gets smaller. And then every once in a while, that little button gets pushed. That's kind of like how grief works, you know, because you you spoke about your mom. My mom passed away as well. And now it's been, I think, maybe nine years. The date gets leery on me because, you know, obviously when it happened, you're just like, "Mm -hmm." Um, but it's been a while. And so on her death anniversary last year, I was fine. No promise this past January I was a mess and I don't know it just came out of nowhere but I went with that feeling and that's what I tell some of my clients as well like don't hide from the feelings that come up you, you really do have to go into them that's how you heal um, because if you try to suppress them they just kind of come up in other places sometimes uh, you don't get to really heal from the grief and that person uh, who passed, if they were that close to you, then yeah, it's okay to shed tears for that person. It, it shouldn't be shameful uh, is what I try to get them to to feel and understand.
1: 100%. Uh, I told a client the other day, I said, I just need to forget about it. That's what they said. I said, I don't think that's a thing. Mm-hmm. I said, uh, I said, I probably always will love them and always remember them. And they're always going to be a part of your life. And I think maybe we go through it but maybe you get a little bit over it, but I don't think you just forget. That's not the thing. You don't erase that time, whether it was good or bad relationship that they were in with the family dynamic, whatever it is, loved one doesn't matter. Um, I don't think forgetting about it and getting over you, you just go through it, you learn to manage it and then things just get a little bit better. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was just watching a show the other day and I was like, Ooh, this is a good one for me and Spencer to do a podcast. on. I forgot what show it was. And he just simply said, you know, it just gets a little more distant. Grief, Mm -hmm. things just get a little bit more distant. Still there, still painful, just a little bit. It's like, I like that. Mm -hmm. Um, interesting. (laughs) I know we're all laughing about the boogers and snot and then he's the superhero now. I want to talk real quick and then we'll shift the Mm -hmm. bystander effect and how people just don't do anything to help. And, uh, you know, she's getting robbed. There's a bunch of crazy shit going on, but there's a lot of folks that are like, no, I'm going to do something.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. and often uh, more often than not i'm telling you it's it's a lot going to be a lot of black and brown bodies that are doing that a lot, a lot of women that are doing it too a dude's super preserved i don't mm-hmm. want to gender and put rights on it but you do see the difference yeah um, but the communities in general we just sit and watch a lot of things even though it's right in front of us uh mm-hmm. you know someone falls or someone needs the door open or you're like hey i see people and this isn't patronizing. I see people walking outside with their groceries, whether maybe they're disabled, maybe they can't walk, maybe they're older. Like, hey, you want me to help? Even me, I'm terrified to ask, because I think they might think I'm going to rob them. I'm like, legit, you want me to help you? And they're like, every time it's usually no, but every once in a while they're like, yes. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, I can put the fucking pound yeah. of sand or sugar like in your car, like, let me do it. Uh, and you just see other people just walk by and it just feels so yeah. cold and unconsiderate.
3: Yeah. It's the humanness aspect of it, and I think it's also depending on uh you, where you are, your area.
1: Correct. <laughs> Correct. We're in the Midwest, so things are a little bit safer over here.
3: Okay, I'm near Baltimore, so you know, well. yeah.
0: you
1: know, I'm probably, <laughs> I probably am going to rob you in Baltimore. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, this is expected. I mean, what am I supposed to do? That'd be that'd be strange if I didn't rob you. Yeah,
1: it would be. <laughs> If I didn't rob you, then I mean, you know, I'd be doing you a disservice on teaching you not how to defend yourself.
0: Yeah, and then I'm a punk, and then I get robbed. Come on, you know. If, right. you, if you see someone trying to help someone out, not rob them in Baltimore. I mean, yeah. what is this?
3: What's well, the Candy land? You, you gotta know this. You gotta know the streets. Okay. You gotta know which streets to be on and which streets to not.
1: Jesus, which street <laughs> are you on? Did your education not get you out of poverty? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs>
2: It's near, near. Oh, uh,
1: okay, near Baltimore.
0: Hood, my house, God, over here. Don't worry you about si-
1: it. You're living right next to Blank Man with the fucking.
0: House. Damn, is there your- Why are there so many cars with boots on them?
1: <laughs> Jesus. Well, it goes to show you, folks. Don't become a counselor. <laughs> yeah.
0: You will not be paid. You
1: will not be paid, and you know, crack is there. So. <laughs> what? Is- <laughs>
0: Thank
1: the you. Or the poll. Or the
0: poll. Hey. Or the poll. Hey. I mean, hey. I get your shit done.
1: Hey. It's not polls. You know, it's only fans now. Still social media. Dr. Funny's That's Dr. right. I'm not going any further. Don't say that. I'm not going any funny. Funny. Don't further. do it. You don't the- <laughs> oh anymore.
2: <laughs> 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 oh, my God. <laughs> oh. Oh,
0: shit.
1: oh so many bad things uh yeah next scene
0: let's bring it back next scene uh (laughs) this is where blank man has his debut and uh gets slapped he just gets slapped um and then also going along with that um when it goes to so I mean they kind of they all merge together really they do. Um, so let's kind of talk about all of them at okay. once. So um, yeah, so the first scene that we're going to be talking about is when he gets slapped around starts oh, screaming alley. like a, like a woman uh, <laughs> very high pitched <laughs> and and then uh, going along with that and then blank man goes to the um, the precinct um and wants to you know tell him all about like hey I want to talk to the commissioner all that stuff and then they laugh in his face right in his face <laughs> just no um and then that also leads into where he's in the psychologist's office or psychiatrist depending on whatever um yeah <laughs> you, what, I don't
1: know you know it's bad when you when, when at the end of the day is it, a way man
0: <laughs> A it's white just, man uh, showing titties too? Oh my God. Not good. It's not good. Okay. It's toxic all around. Have you it's seen these me. before? <laughs> never. Mm. Uh no. Yeah. I have no idea what those are. No well, idea.
1: I've never mm. seen those. Why am I salivating? <laughs> Uh, Jesus <laughs> so
0: <laughs> they were drawn too well <laughs> <don't know>.
2: okay <laughs> let's pivot uh all right
0: tools and confidence let's talk about the tools and confidence we need to have to kind of get through this and how it relates to this scene with blank man so somewhat
1: tools somewhat confidence I think this is all three of these scenes are like a nice merge of how okay you finally start to take ownership of your life. You finally start to like live in your truth and your reality. And then you might you might have bit off something that you can't do. You know, you went a little bit too far too fast. And as my clients, they go into a reality, right? They're like, I can do it. I can do Oh my God, what have I done?
2: <laughs>
1: it's like when you all my students go to college for the first time and they're in chemistry one oh one, they're like, Oh, I'm dumb. Okay, got it. <laughs> no, no. Um, it's like when you go to the gym for the first time in years and you're like, oh, I'm in pain. I'm, mm. I'm not in shape. Uh, it's when they go ask someone out on a date and they're like, well, I ain't got no words. All I, you know, hey, my name is Bob. <laughs> <laughs> I meant to say Juan. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my name is Jeff. My name is Jeff. Um, it's when the clients that go out there, even me and myself, you put yourself in a position to win. And then you realize that the moment was too big. You realize it was too much. And then next thing you know, the world starts slapping you around. It starts metaphorically, physically, literally beating you down. And then you're like, damn. ah." (laughs) Because you're like, I am not strong enough for this. Um, I thought that was where I was going with that metaphorically in my brain. I think it's going to be a very funny meme and real. You know, when you thought you were going to have a good day. ah." (laughs) You know? Yeah. Yes yep <laughs> i uh i prayed last night for god to bring me a better day ah. <laughs> um i think that was where i was going with that and then his brother steps in his brother would be the pseudo therapist He would be maybe his best friend it could be a mentor like hey man You're like i'm gonna start stepping and protect you and then that's when you bring your client into your office and you start providing these skills, these tools, right? You start changing some opinions, maybe the way they speak about certain things, maybe about making smaller objectives and goals to get to the actual real goal. We start breaking things down a little bit, Spence, that way they don't fail immediately. Because as soon as you fail immediately, now you're depressed. You know, now you want to give up. Now you don't want to go to the gym anymore. Not Now you don't want to try in that class anymore. You're like, I'm never going to date again. Okay, you know, you fucked up once. You know, we can live with that. So I feel like it's a the therapist like going in there whipping some ass real quick. Yeah. <laughs> and he's also like neuroaffirming because he was getting in it. And he was like he pulled out some karate judo shit in there, right? I'm like, hey, shit, look at shit. this.
0: He learned it from the YMCA. <laughs> yeah.
1: And I thought that was interesting. Um as you go into the next scenes, I think it's a lot just about bullying. And I would ask everyone yep. who's listening. I know almost all of you have felt like that yeah. when you're in that, you know, jail, and everyone's belittling you. They're making fun of the way you dress, talk, the words that you're using, right? That maybe the way you carry yourself with femininity, masculinity. It's a horrific feeling. And mm-hmm. I know everyone that listens to the pos- pod that's non-divergent, marginalized, black or brown, is going to identify with that, mm-hmm. being the butt of a joke. So then it. You know, as it moves forward, right? He steps back in as the bigger brother and, hey, we're going to do this shit my way. Let me, let me, we're going to teach you how to do this a little bit safer. <laughs> so you don't get your ass kicked. I'm still no affirming. You can still dress up in a bunny costume, it! But like, <laughs> there's a time (laughs) we're in baltimore god damn it
0: (laughs) (laughs) you know you can't be running around a body soon in baltimore let me tell you it's not gonna be good you know
1: oh no hey someone gonna get on you someone gonna be hopping on (laughs) you um and funny story and i'm gonna move on i remember me and salim doesn't really get social awareness we're like trying to get something in this store (laughs) It's like it's it's pretty hood in there. I'm fine and comfortable, but and it's fine. I'm good. Like there's it, nothing to be afraid of with my identities. With Salim in there, me mugging people and staring at people, I'm like, stop <laughs> He's like, I'm not. I'm like, so you gonna get a shot, damn one. You know, he's like, I ain't doing nothing. <laughs> I, I'm like, We gotta go. We we got we let's get we we just leave. I stole the
0: shit left. <laughs> we gotta go we can't even pay for this we
1: gotta, we
0: gotta they go. don't know we have credit cards we, we, gotta go. we gotta go we
1: gotta go we gotta get a shot uh so I, I bring that up because it's a lot of things that folks need coaching about and the context means something the place where you're at means something
2: mm-hmm. you know
1: therapists can help you coach with that mentors family members whatever so that was my opinion on picking those scenes um Dr. Funnies, what was your idea of like, you know, now that you've heard me like, parapetize it in my weird kind of neurodivergent yeah. self, like, do you see those visuals and can you relate to some of those scenes, or what's up?
3: Have you ever just around a little? <laughs> For sure, yes. Oh damn.
0: It was consensual. It was... <laughs> I liked it. I liked
1: it. You <laughs> left a little mark, but I liked it. <laughs> Hey, we gotta chill, bro. I ain't had my blood pressure in bed in fucking days. Yeah, he was like,
0: calm down. He was like, eh.
1: Jesus, I just heard, <laughs> half my face was like. Hey.
3: yeah yeah no uh the smaller goals uh one for sure like sometimes our clients do bite off more that they can chew and if you know your client like you've had your client for a long time you might you well i know i say something like are you sure like do you think that's a good idea like my client uh last week i had to literally tell her like because uh, she's like i have a day off tomorrow and i'm going to do my budget and i'm going to do this i was like if you all sit your tail down <laughs> and so what are you talking about you have a day off you just complain about how the week has been stressful you've been running and gunning take the day off don't do anything the budget can wait like you don't you don't have to do it you know and make it a goal for tomorrow so sometimes it really is about helping them like rearrange their goals or organize them or make them smaller or more realistic you know i'm gonna i'm gonna do this every day well why don't you try with one day a week well we start on thursdays and then we'll just build up because <laughs> you know once you get into things you you just stop because it's hard to maintain so let, let's start off small or you, some clients do feel bad um about themselves they beat themselves up when they don't meet their goals and i'm like but you, you set the goal you ain't get fired you're still alive like no nobody's hurt <laughs> you know what i mean like it's okay you're you're mad about your own goal that's fine you can change it if you need to it, sometimes our expectations uh uh don't get met and we get disappointed but disappointment is part of life and we got to figure out how to manage uh, the feelings that come with that
1: it's a part you of know, my marriage you know, disappointment
3: yeah exactly you try to go through life to avoid it most of us do but uh it's it's inescapable, inescapable. It's inescapable. yes
1: yep <laughs> what about what about the bullying scene you you ever you ever uh, been because i know you're different you know so you
3: bro, know. bro i was bullied all <laughs> of eighth grade i was my whole eighth grade i spent a good majority of it in the bathroom and uh, it was tough. It felt isolating. You feel like there's people that want to help you, but they can't, and that makes it worse. It's just yeah. like, and it hasn't changed from what I see. The only thing that's changed about it is it's online now. At least in my day, you could go home and you didn't have to hear it anymore. You have to wait till you went to school the next day. Now, kids don't get afforded that luxury, yeah. which I, I feel that was a luxury. You know, so I have some kids that I've, I've helped and uh, dealt with that scenario, um, you know, of dealing with bullying. It's it's something that happens. I mean, hell, it's not just in high school. It happens in the workplace, too. You know, so, it, yeah. It's tough. I, yeah, yeah, it's tough.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, it's tough. You're right. I don't think me and Spence have ever touched on that yet. We've talked a lot about bullying, but never really about the online portion of it. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's interesting too, not just the bullying uh, overt, but also like kind of this covert thing. So, with my graduate students recently, we talked about how toxic LinkedIn is, how uh, everyone's like happy, and all my grad students, are like, I ain't got a fucking job. I'm about to get yeah. fucking deported, like, because I'm international. Like,
0: fuck LinkedIn. And I was like, yeah, don't go on that shit. Yeah, it sucks. Like, <laughs> oh my God, look at my news story where I just got this beautiful job. And you're like, that's true. Fuck you. Yeah, you. You. Yeah, I hope you fall. I hope you lose your job.
3: Yeah. Oh my God. No.
0: (laughs) Oops. Sorry. Sorry. Didn't mean it. Sorry, Sarah. It was a joke. Yeah, I didn't mean it. Yeah, I hope you keep it.
1: (laughs) But it's like the world sometimes feels like it's also bullying you as well. Okay, I get some folks say, calm down. You're being the victim and all that. But, like, no, this shit eats away at you. Social media yeah. eats away at you. The system eats away at you.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know it's tough, and sometimes it's nice to commiserate and just sit in those feelings. Sometimes you know if, if you, you need to do it. Also, what you said, one hundred percent. Take a fucking break. You got the weekend off. Take it. Yeah. Um, you know i've yeah, yeah. I've pumped the brakes on a lot of things in the last since like winter break, and it's been magnificent. Mm-hmm. playing video mm-hmm. games, chilling with Spence. I'm like, hey, dude, we can't do a pod today. And he's like, let's. I'm tired, too. Let's just play games. I'm like, yes. Yeah. Um, exactly. It's about knowing your breaks and limitations. Uh, but bullying online, oh, God, I'm so glad that we didn't have to really grow up in, the, in that, Spence. Yeah.
0: yeah. We yeah. Like grew up right when it was, like, starting. Popping.
1: Like, when it really yeah. started. Yeah. Um, yeah, because we had,
0: like, MySpace and Facebook <laughs> and stuff, but... <laughs> Not to a level to where it is now. Like, you can't, you can't do anything, like, you can't talk to certain people. Like, before you could be, like, rumored about you or something like that, something weird. But now they can take screenshots of shit? No, thank you. (laughs) No, thank you. Yeah,
1: yeah. People get mad at your location now, they're tracking your location on Snapchat, and, or if you're in their top friends list, and they're not in their top friends list, it's, it's like, it's an you gotta you're keep right. up with the streaks, otherwise you're not popular. If you don't keep up with the streaks, oh, yeah. I've never even paid attention to streak. I only talked to you and Colin, so. Yeah. I don't know well,
2: what the streaks are. Yeah. What The hell are streaks? I ain't, are. I ain't
1: got I, the only streaks I got are in my draws.
2: Oh no!
0: <laughs> Those streaks stink, literally,
1: <laughs> my boys. My
3: boys.
1: They they, they they're like you know they on the speak. front and
0: back.
3: No. <laughs> No, no, not
1: the skid marks. No. What my client? What did my client say the other day? He said we was in group therapy. He said it's the back butt and the front butt. I said, did you just say front button therapy? And what is it? <laughs> and where are we going with this joke?
0: What oh, you got saying? going on? I gotta
1: talk about something funny. Oh, <laughs> <I>, we were. <laughs> Some human was talking about you know emotions, their mood, their cycle, and how that changes things, and how they felt horrible, like their cycle could mess up a lot of their emotions are their emotions real or is it just the hormonal effects and one of the boys goes you know what men have cycles too I heard this and I was like I said shut the fuck up we not going there Oh no, I'm gonna go somewhere I said no someone brings up psycho you don't say shit as a dude please don't
0: I have one thing to say
1: <laughs> I was just like this is why you ain't got no girlfriend my dog
0: Okay. <laughs> ah, that's the reason. <laughs> oh, that's On a cycle.
1: On a cycle. Hey, uh, I remember telling the intern, anytime someone says some stupid like this shit like that again, just cut them off immediately like <laughs> I did. Don't get mad. Don't get scared. Cut them off.
2: <laughs>
1: oh, my God. I, you know, I'm a feminist.
0: <laughs> Where did a feminist take the... <laughs> The black red sign.
1: (laughs) What What type of sign do you want me to show? This is this a sign? Oh, there you go.
0: There it is. I got something for you. (laughs) (laughs) Feminism.
1: Hey, which leads us into the next clip. Ah. Dr. Funnies. I'm gonna ask you this question. Why did you pick that therapist scene? What was up with that? Because I figured, (laughs) you know, you know, I don't know.
0: And what were some of your
3: interpretations of some of the things uh, that he what was What were your pulling interpretations
1: of the cards, and why did you pick that scene?
3: Well, I picked it because as a, a trained, uh, you know, a person who does these assessments, I was like, what the hell is he doing? Uh, first, and how therapists or psychologists or whatever get portrayed in the field. So, like, that test that he was trying to give is called the Rorschach blot test, you know, for those I don't know. The cards that he showed, obviously, are not the actual cards uh, that the Ink Black test contains. It's supposed to be illegal uh, to show those cards. I have seen them before, like one or two cards like printed, uh, maybe in a book or maybe in film. I can't remember which film it was. Um, But I used to love giving that test. It's it's a very tedious test to give, um, but it is insightful. Um, and it's about personality. So when at the end, he's like, oh, your brother's very smart. I'm like, Well, how the hell do you know that? That's, that's a personality test. It's not an IQ test. So why, why are you giving that to him? And then it's also, uh, you know, labeling, calling him a geek uh then turning on the family member like you know i mean but tell me about your mother and it's like see that's what people think we do like people think that you come into the office and i'm just going to turn on you and make you talk about your parents partially but not all the time it's not the first thing that we do unless that's what you're coming for you know so it, sometimes like it kind of uh, it gets under my skin just it's a little pet peeve of mine uh when i see us portrayed on tv cuz you know it's not it's never truly accurate i don't know if it could ever really be honestly
1: i know if they showed me on tv they'd be like <laughs> what the fuck is this take his life <laughs>
0: You got you pretty much have a show. It's called Mo on Netflix. Yeah,
1: see, they show me doing therapy though. They're like, "This is why we didn't let you people read." Oh my
0: god, <laughs> that's why we did it. Yeah, now I'm remembering. Yeah, not,
1: we should have never, you know.
0: I forgot, but now I know. Yeah. No, I know. They're like,
1: you know, we shouldn't have took this land from all those Mexicans and natives. You know, oh. we should just left y'all You
0: know,
1: terrible people. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> oh my uh, should've never got lost in that sea, even though we found America. <laughs> what? Oh, oh. But it was a mistake. Um, Oops. You're yes. right. That Roy thing is uh, interesting. So, right, me being a social worker and therapist, uh, we don't do the testing assessments like y'all do. And uh, so I, I don't know what the cards look like. Uh, and then, you know, I'm looking at these cards. The very first one, you know, I thought they were all <laughs> sexual.
0: Oh. I think that, that might be a little That's a personality. To, uh, yeah, might need to write that down, Doc. My personality is pervert. Yeah. I didn't even notice they were titties. I thought it was another vagina. Two vaginas side by side. I thought that's what it was. The what first was it?
1: one looked like, you know, someone was laying down not. and their legs open in the stirrups. Oh. <laughs> and, then, and then I didn't that's even ridiculous. notice the tiki man until we watched it the second time. I yeah. like, okay, so that's Donald Vagina
0: that's that <laughs> one not that's not the a- face that was just in one oh, <laughs> and then it shows
1: yeah. the movies and i'm just like
0: why <laughs> wanted to throw him
3: off a little bit
0: just be like,
3: Wait, hmm. hey. yeah. Yeah, then, i have no idea people think uh that when they do show that test that's how they show it like what does this look like and the therapist yeah. is just It's like, no, while you're asking them what it looks like, you're writing at the same time. You got to see it like how they see it. Then you got to go back through it. There's a whole scoring system that comes with it. Is their answer ordinary? Is it not ordinary? What category does it fall into? What are the codes? It's a whole whole thing. thing. (laughs) thing. Yes, it's super tedious. And then it spits out a whole personality profile of what type of person you are to a to A degree obviously it's subjective, right? Because yeah, yeah. it's a subjective test. Um, but you know, for those that it's needed for, you know, it, it, it works for them,
1: okay? You know, yeah, I thought it was interesting. You said, you know, we don't always talk about your mama. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, hey,
0: let me tell you, right. Not in Nas's office, <laughs> yeah, you know, it always goes. Mama's on.
1: the first thing, yep, yeah, you know, how she hurt you. <laughs> How did you know? Yeah, I, I know. I, I know. Come here, child. Come here. <laughs> uh-huh. yes. my Come step, here, baby.
3: My <laughs>
0: do
3: that. We go there. Like, if, if my client comes in <laughs> and they're like, I don't have anything to talk about today. I'm like, oh, yeah? Let me pull this. Let me ask about mama.
0: <laughs> Last week, we talked about the, the,
1: the, 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 the <laughs> let's talk about why you develop this anxious personality and why you're a perfectionist right. or why you don't ever talk about your emotions. Let's talk about how you seek uh, unhealthy relationships. Cause that's all you it's saw from your parents. Me. I gotta um, hold this. <laughs> Let's talk about the issues about you being a, a, like the oldest adult or the single parent mom. Let's talk about like, right. there's a lot that goes into the cycle dynamics of like what makes you, you, and it's not always about your parents being shitty. That's not what it's about you exactly. figuring out your personality and maybe rewriting some of that to where you can be your own person. So the one that was programmed to be mm-hmm. something. Yeah. So is it yeah, about, is it about family stuff? It? Correct. Is yeah. it about family stuff? Yes. No. Um. Funny thing. And then I'm going to kick it to the doc again is uh recently we were talking about, you know, relationships, dating partners. We're scared, mm-hmm. right? This person's scared. And you know, there's this, there's this thing that we did in graduate school where they make you write down your partners and the things that you liked things that you disliked it could be looks but mostly personality traits whatever it is whatever your likes were whatever the things you hated about them and so you did it with your partners maybe your best friend or two and then your parents
2: Mm.
1: you know and then you go through and you circle the top two things that you liked in every category for everyone the top two things that you disliked in every category okay so you're gaining some insight of what you like in people what you don't like in people and then you know you get to the parents and you're like damn Mm. on, fuck my mama
0: <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> oh my fucking god what,
1: okay so that was a little far but you find out yeah. that the things that you like in your parents and the things that you dislike in your parents are also the, are also yeah. the things that you isn't see isn't that like Freud's
0: like main thing it's yes. like fucking your mom the, Yeah. Long.
1: so that's why I said it because she brought it up
2: yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah I know that
1: you look looking good mama <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh you looking like a motherfucking freshly baked turkey. Let me
0: can you make me some pasta just like she did? Oh Marrying no. you.
1: Oh. No. I need you to put this wig on and beat me a little.
0: Oh my God. I'm sorry. Speaking Spanish. That was too
1: far. So sorry. That was sorry. way too far.
0: <laughs>
3: I'm not gonna survive. Really.
1: <laughs> that was way too far. Uh um, <laughs> oh fucking weirdo. All right. Uh, right. Moving um, on. But, but no, I am just saying, like...
0: no, nah, shut the fuck up. Just shut the fuck up. <laughs> Move on. Move on. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell me. No, like, oh, wait a minute. I got more thing. Mama, no. You no. Don't. <laughs> oh my
2: god.
0: <laughs> I think also something to point out for this movie in the 90s, right? Right. 90s in yeah. black men we're still trying to figure out people black people going to therapy <laughs> 90s was not happening no. it was just not happening no, There's no way no, no, you were no, no. no. Okay. so <laughs> you know they're definitely not going to paint a good light of you know a therapist yeah. or anything no. in the 90s when it comes to black men because you know at that point it was a joke it was a joke because yeah. it's like this is not going to help me especially since the way they're living it's not going to help. No. It's not going to mm-hmm. help. So, you know, it is what it is. Good point. So. Good,
1: point. Good point. Smash, That's, keep Yeah. Excellent, excellent point. Yeah. Yes. Okay.
0: Yes. All right. And now we're going to talk about virginity. Um, No.
1: <laughs> I only put that scene in there. Because it's him like, hey, we're going to do it my way. We already talked about that. Next scene.
2: (laughs) You're a
0: virgin. Not in
1: my mind. Not in my mind.
0: This counts. All right. So um.
1: (laughs) I said this at a party the other day. They said, treat yourself. I said, no one treats me like I treat myself. (laughs) And all the other therapists are like, congratulations. I was like, thank you.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Right. No, he it was tips bad. his hat and then he leaves alright so last scene that we have <laughs> <Please> uh, <me. laughs> all about blank man becoming blank man right he just drew a blank after he helped deliver a baby in an elevator oh. and then ah, he becomes blank man so sometimes we just become a blank in certain moments there you go i don't know what you want else to talk about here but
1: (laughs) no doc have you ever had these moments or do your clients have these moments
3: yeah yeah definitely i know when i was younger uh for sure like emotions like trying to pinpoint emotions were kind of like a whirlwind for me i blame it on being an aquarius
1: (laughs) what's that got to do with fish
0: <laughs> what does that do with my salmon?
2: <laughs> aquarium
3: <laughs> uh, It's just they felt like kind of uh you know, I had to like you had to pinpoint it and figure out the word. sometimes it's the words, right? Knowing yep. uh the words to use to express yourself, uh feeling comfortable um expressing yourself. And what I find with a lot of my clients who have been coming to me for a while is like they become kind of more self-aware and then that leads to them being able to express themselves more in those moments when they would be blank or freeze up or not know what to say whether it be to defend themselves or advocate for themselves or even just uh, empathize with another person you know because some people have that freeze response i have some clients where they've had friends get upset with them because their friend was going through something and the client didn't like offer this type of support and constantly check on them or give them hugs And the client is like you know well i kind of froze i didn't want to be a burden i didn't you know i didn't want to whatever the case may be so uh yeah i've definitely had some moments and my clients do talk about having those moments themselves i can get it
1: yep, yep. <clears throat> i thought it was a magnificent moment there because I've been there myself where you don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, there's some stuff going on with some coworkers and visas. And so they, right. They have to go back to the country and they're crying and everyone's supporting and hugging them. And I'm just sitting there like awkwardly, like looking at the floor, like I'm gonna just sit here. (coughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, I've got it where a lot of my clients, I'll ask them questions and like, there's a long pause or immediately go blank. The alexithymia kicks in, the emotions vanish, the words vanish. Sometimes there's too many words and they don't know which one to select. Sometimes they're itemizing what they want to say. Sometimes it's just blank and they just lost everything. Uh, Poor young lady was in group therapy the other day and, and I asked a question should have been a layup of a question and they just froze. And I was like, Oh, they're going to get really embarrassed about this. Cause even I was a little sus about it. The quietness. So I was like, hmm, I need to be very specific with the questions. And then I'm going to go back and then go a little forward. And then it was fine. Everything was good. They were like, I don't know what to say. And I was like, all right, let me pivot. Mm. So it happens a lot. in a lot of different places, people will just go blank. Mm-hmm. It happens at your doctor, grocery store. Someone asked me, what's your favorite movie? Huh?
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: totally. You know, what do you... What do you love about your partner? Well, you know, you know, you know, they 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 got to the pipe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, you couldn't think of nothing else?
0: <laughs> oh, I thought it was you saying that.
1: No. I was like, Damn, no, it's not me saying that. Yeah, no.
0: Hey, open the door, out the closet. Here we go. <laughs>
1: hey, you know. Oh, reminds me. Reminds me. When Doctor Funny sent an email today, they said "cool beans." I'm like, why are you saying beans? Because I'm Mexican.
0: <laughs> With some tapatio. Yeah. Huh? I was like, them you going being wrap
1: me up in a tortilla? Like, what do you mean? With cool some rice. Beans? Well, you know they're today. black, so they black people like beans too, though. So. Oh my god.
0: <laughs> bean pie, bean <laughs> soda.
1: Bush big beans. beans, I don't know you know you know big you, know. you like some beans,
3: Beans, lima beans, yeah. lima
0: <laughs> beans, lima beans, beans.
1: black-eyed peas that are technically beans, but they call them peas. Right, but
3: they call them peas. <laughs> i never got
1: that. Okay, it's a bean. In <laughs> a Mexican house, there's the, the funny-looking beans.
0: <laughs> That's racism, right there. Why they call the black black-eyed peas not beans? I don't know. See, I don't know. Oh, why you guys say racism? It's
1: right. Um, Oh, no. so it's just interesting like you always blank but I tell you what no one never blanks on one thing what are things about you hate about yourself mm. whenever it's negative things we can immediately come up with them but anything that's positive or recollection we blank even neurotypical individuals right. blank and neurodivergent folks ADHD folks autistic folks it's like the blank is intense mm. and most people are uncomfortable with it and then they just fill the space and they never get to let that person talk and i always have to moderate that with uh, one of my best friends colin that started the podcast with us because it takes him a second you know you just get you know you just got me and spencer's got to give him a second now you know, to wait him out and he'll say some shit it ain't gonna make no sense but he'll say some shit
0: yeah it's about a topic we already talked about 20 minutes ago but you know what (laughs) it's there Hey, Their that, body,
1: that body's foot sticking out again. Oh, damn. <laughs> God damn it. Okay.
3: Yeah, well, I feel the same uh, sometimes with clients, too, because sometimes you got to find a rhythm with your clients. Um, some clients, they come in and they just, they just go. They just, you know, they're giving you everything. Um, or you ask them a question and they just immediately are ready to answer. And then other clients, it's like they'll answer the question with, like, a couple of words and sometimes myself even still being seasoned i still fight the urge to say something uh because i've done that before where you know i've said something right when they were about to say something so then they forgot (laughs) what they were about to say and i feel like a jackass because i just trampled i didn't mean to you know so sometimes it is like waiting them out because I think if you as a therapist i for me i know if i just kind of allow the space to be there then maybe they'll keep talking and normally that's what happens And sometimes it can feel uncomfortable but we got to feel comfortable sitting in that kind of silence you know
1: the silence it takes time uh, with no diversion yeah. folks it takes time not all mm-hmm. adhd is the same not all of it's hyperactive sometimes you gotta wait it out mm-hmm. now autism is super quiet and stoic sometimes it's very verbose and very Excitable and, and and happy-go-lucky, and tons of words, and they don't shut the hell up. And you gotta, you barely get one word in. You're like, fuck, did we even do therapy today?
2: Uh,
1: you
3: know, <laughs> yeah, you yeah, Pay the receptionist. Exactly. So I, you
1: know, I still get my money. So, uh,
3: You're right, <laughs> still gotta get paid. Um, or even me sometimes as a therapist, I've definitely had freeze moments where a client is. Said something, or they ask you, like, "What do you think I should do?" Now I've gotten better with that because yep. I'm like, "Of course, what do you what do you want to do?" Or you already know what you want to do. So let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about that. And it, nine times out of ten, yeah, most people do, though. You know, it's just you don't feel comfortable with doing that for whatever reasons. Let's oh, let's
1: I, talk about it. I love that when they put it on your sp- <laughs> you. You know, sometimes they put it on you, sp- right? <laughs> and they'll be like, "What do you think I should do?" Should you know? Should I text them or call him or what do you think I should do with my parents or with my job? Uh, and then sometimes they will be like, "Why are you always trying to sell me on on the thing that you want to do? Like, just do it."
3: Right. We you know, you just t- want this thing. That I told you to do it. No. No.
1: Nope. <laughs> I said you ain't putting this shit on me now, Rebecca. Uh,
3: you know. Don't
1: you put this oh. on <laughs> me, Ricky Bobby? I hope you have beautiful sons.
0: <laughs> beautiful sons, and I hope their legs are taken away. So you know what that feels like.
1: That's that's how I feel with everyone on LinkedIn.
0: Oh my god! Oh Shout out to our LinkedIn followers.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Those of you are spam, so it's fine.
1: I oh my god! Have you noticed on our on our Twitter? It's all spam that's following us now, and they're all like
0: porn bots. <laughs> what are you doing?
3: I swear I'm not doing anything. Sure. Sure. <laughs> that browser
1: before we got on you know clear the cookies after this clear the cookies. they
0: They can't find me
1: yep um it's just it's just interesting the freezing response and clients and you said you find your groove you find a way to ask you get comfortable Mm -hmm. with pausing and giving them time or it's or it's better on asking more specific direct questions sometimes it's finding the common interest and then they start to open up and then you can start with that to get them warmed up Sometimes you just mm-hmm. got to give people warmed up in a conversation and now it's like, Oh, they're gone.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And the last thing is, is you'd be surprised. You put a neurodivergent person in an office, you give them a little stress toy, fidget toy stuffed animal, and now they regulate and now they can talk because they're able to focus on this object. And so it allows yeah. their brain to like process. It's almost like a little bootleg EMDR. They can process things better.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. So
1: that's how I was going to end it. Uh, you know, Spence. I don't know if you got anything else for Doctor Funnies, or you got any any seasoning you want to put on the podcast today? Any words, affirmation, kindness? Any any wisdom? Any any meme-ology?
3: memology? Paprika. Right. <laughs> it's Larry's. It's okay. It's Larry. <laughs> no. Yes. yes no no i i had a ball i knew i would uh based off of you know the the podcast that i saw that you've done Jesus. before. i would love to return if you'll have me i'm a big movie oh. watcher oh so, yeah no. <laughs> we're
1: going in a direction where we've like we've noticed that we mostly get along uh, you may or may not know spence also biracial as well um mm-hmm. black and white mexican arab no. And so you know, know, we've noticed that we get along much better with folks of color.
3: Yeah, is it something about our
1: people? Uh, Yeah, and I it's I love it every single time. It's not failed. Everyone that we've had on the color, everyone else is awesome too. But it's a different synergy. Yeah, Uh, also also with folks that are neurodivergent, it's a different synergy too. There, but you know, sometimes it gets a little, it's a little weird. (laughs) Yeah,
0: it's a little weird. Little
3: bit. It takes a turn sometimes.
0: Takes a turn. Hey, um, dinosaurs. are like, (laughs) what the hell? We're talking about the color purple. I don't know what's happening here. I don't. I don't get it. But I I don't (laughs) understand.
1: I knew I was gonna love you just from the page. I'm so wonderful and honored to know that you exist. I don't give a shit about my podcast. I Really don't. I, I am honored to know that you exist as a person that your clients get to see you
3: oh my god that's so sweet and
1: that they get to heal from you because it's nice to know that i'm not alone that there's other humans just like this and that i'm not a piece right. of shit because you exist and you're magnificent so if i'm just one tenth of you i must be doing okay
3: oh my god you're gonna bring me to tears
1: i just needed to let you know how fun this was yes. today and that i'm glad that we did this i'm glad that i found you yeah. uh, yes very serious
3: Oh my god, I I truly, truly appreciate those words. You guys are hilarious, definitely my type of people, okay, where I can get my, my, my other type of humor off. Okay, hey. a little bit a little bit more unhinged, which is my up my alley. So
1: hey. it's fine. You might have to get tested afterwards, but you know.
3: <laughs> You're positive. Damn,
0: damn them. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You got <laughs> autism now.
0: Autism. <laughs> oh man!
3: Okay. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. I thought you did a different type of testing, but okay. That's well, I it. did, oh, but man. I did, but I didn't want to be Well, so. well any more than you already were. Yeah, uh, <laughs>
0: well, I'm fully embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking it's up. Yeah. Uh, all right, so. Dr. Funnies, any plugs that you want to give before we leave? Anything at all?
3: Um, just that you can follow me on all social media platforms. I'm mostly active on uh, Instagram, but the handle is the same across all platforms, Mental Health Funnies. Um, you can also check the bio a link in my Instagram page. It gives a link to all the podcasts, which I will be putting this one on there as well. And, uh, yeah, just keep following the page. Thank you everybody for your support, all the kind words, the encouragement to keep going. There's definitely more to come.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Great having you. Uh, we definitely had a great time here. Um, definitely be having you back, um, at some point. Um, and once again, best of luck of getting your license. Um, Gonna be a big deal once you get it. So, you know, putting out in the atmosphere that you'll yeah. be getting it. So in the world. So thank you so much, Dr. Funnies, for coming on. Um, thank you everybody for watching. Um go check out all of our great collaborators, and then also please go check out our merch at different spectrumspod.com. Go oh, check it right. out. Yes, yes, we do. If you'd like to go check it out, yeah, we got,
1: we, it'll we, be in the link. But... Yeah. We got <laughs> nice. we got rope, you know, shovels.
3: Wait a minute!
0: <laughs> All licensed, different spectrum shovels. <laughs> All right. So with that, I'm Spencer. That's nice. This is a different spectrums podcast.
1: We got morning after pill
0: just go just just right, end everyone.
1: it much love and remember take care of yourselves <laughs> or don't then that's completely up to you peace
0: bye <laughs>